episode 250 of Three Beers in the Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with Colin McKay. Bad Daniel. Lorraine McKellop. Woohoo! 250? 250? 250? Because we've been talking pitch for that long. I'm on my third notebook of talking pitch. That's a lot of films. Maybe we should do an auction in the future. That's what it's there for. It's a relic for future times. Richard's scribblings and musings. My scribblings and musings. But more importantly, we're doing it in person for the first time. Yeah, this is the first time in two and a half. We want to guess when the last time we've done this was. They, they, we've all been together in the flesh, like touching each other. 12th of March. Like, in a nice way, not 2020 like, was the last time we've done yeah. this in person. 2020. 12th of March. Wow. Me and you, just me and you, you know what we talked about? Oh, um. Harry Potter. No. <laughs> we talked about four films, and you want to try and guess them? Dwayne Johnson. Oh. One of them had a sequel very recently. Ranji. No. Ah, fuck. It was Sonic. The first Sonic film, and they've they've done a fucking Sonic sequel since we've done this. They make sequels quicker than we do. We talked about The Invisible Man. Oh, I do remember that. The Invisible Man, you liked that. We talked about Spencer Confidential. Oh, I didn't watch that. You didn't watch that. You did watch it. You talked about it. I listened no. to the podcast. Yeah. I mean, you were physically talking about it. He wasn't here. He wasn't here. He wasn't here. Um, and we talked about Onward as well. Oh, yeah. That was like the last film we all saw before all shit kicked yeah. off. So, yeah, and guess where we are as well? Where are we? We're in the Raven. We're back in the Raven and our spiritual home from home. It's, Raven, it's like lovely to be back. In person, we've found Barry. Barry's, Barry's here, Lorraine's here, you're here. Barry here was in here. MIA for two years. Well, Barry spent a whole year doing it, keeping this podcast alive. Yeah, because you didn't know how to work Zoom. I'm in IT, apparently. <laughs> 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 we don't talk about that. <laughs> it's amazing this man got promotion recently, we didn't know how to work Zoom for a whole year. Anyway, what are you drinking tonight, Colin? Oh, uh, back to Cold Town beer. Yeah, Yay! lovely. You know, a staple of the, of the area. It was nice to walk in and grab a Cold Town beer, I'm not going to lie. That'll do me. Yeah. Uh, what Lorraine, you, what are you drinking? I'm on the St Mungo. Nice. Glasgow's finest. I am on, it's called... Casky, I think it is. It's an apricot oh. and grapefruit one. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're button. from Ayrshire, which is like the LA of uh, <laughs> yes. Scotland. It was, <laughs> a, beers. It was a pint of Cold Town, but then I've switched up to a pint of uh, Shalhalin. Ooh, very so, nice. Yeah, is it so warm because it came out of a cask? No, it's alright. It's not bad. It's not bad? Yeah, it's, I'm drinking The problem is I'm drinking at a snail's pace, you know. And Jill's drinking Coke. Jill's drinking Coke, but she's talked to people just now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's very nice. It's, it's all back yeah, together. It's like actual like, physical presence. Oh. It's, it's, oh, no, it's, it's, it's not like an OnlyFans anymore. We can yeah. actually look and talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> and touch each other. You can OnlyFans? You more like OnlyGrans? No. People pay for us to do things. No head As the order of tonight. Yes. No head lickings. No head, no face lickings, no touching. I've had it before. We're keeping it. Yeah. I've not had it yet. Have you had it? No. Richard never licked your head or your face. You've had Covid, have you not? Yeah, oh, COVID. Yeah, you've, you've COVID. Ah, I've yeah. not licked you yet, no. Oh. You've COVID? Yeah. You've yeah. had it. You've not had it. I am like Bruce Wilson, I'm breakable, man. I'm not going to get this shit. <laughs> oh, you're going to go home tonight and wake up. Fuck me, COVID. I or worse than fucking monkeypox and lick your face too many times. I'm waiting for monkey COVID. That's going to be like the dream for me. Please stop touching monkeys, that's the problem. Stop kissing monkeys. Aye, the monkeys alone. They need to run faster. 
<laughs> the monkey giving a five-second five head start had his chance. <laughs> anyway, we will very quickly talk about what we have watched at home. Um, Lorraine, do you have some suggestions? What have you watched at home, Lorraine? You've watched interesting stuff? Um, so, I would recommend, um, I've watched Hacks on Amazon What's Prime. What's Hacks about? Hacks is about a kind of ageing... <laughs> yeah, no, an aging female comedian who you know has one of those Las Vegas shows. Yeah, you know, like the kind of what did they call it again? Uh, yes, that's the word. Um, and it's kind of coming to the point in her career where she's being pushed out. That's coming to an end, and so she has to hire a young new writer that she doesn't. They don't actually want to work together, right. um, but they have to, and it's um, who's in it. Jean Smart. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mohan, yeah. Who is brilliant. She was in Fraser. She was in Mayor of Easttown. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever watched yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. That. Um, we're off, we're, we're nothing to do for two years. We've watched everything. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like, well, cri- like crime, you know, crime stories aren't necessarily for everybody. That's not true, true, true. I mean, some people, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't. Some people really like sci fi and fantasy. <laughs> some kind of, you know. Freak, like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, definitely give recommend giving hacks a go. Is it's a also drama? got it it's also um, got Caitlin Olsen in it. So I don't know if anybody's a fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Is she an Olsen? No, 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 no. But I've oh. never actually had the opportunity to see Caitlin Olsen do anything. I mean, I'm sure she's been in other stuff, but I've only ever seen her in It's Only Sunny in Philadelphia. And so she actually gets to play something yeah. else. Something else. Aye. Uh huh. Yeah. She's been that for like, like 15 years. Now, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. 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 Ye
Um, I've also been watching Conversations with Friends on BBC iPlayer. I've heard bad things about that so Well, far. <laughs> if you like silence, if you like awkward silence, it's the one Listen for you. Podcast. Yes. <laughs> which is not, which is weird because it's called Conver- Conversation got, with Friends. It's yeah. got good actors in it, and I, I swear to God, right, honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to be completely honest with you now. The reason I'm watching it is because I'm madly in love with Jemima Kirk and have been for the past ten years yeah, since she since she was in Girls. So yeah, that's the reason. And she's not even the main. What like she's one of the main characters. She's not even the main focus of this. But this is show. the Sally Rooney follow up to Normal People, wasn't it? I didn't even finish watching Normal People. I should have. I've not watched. I've read. I've read the book. Not watched it yet. I've heard yeah. it's very good. But the book is very good. Yeah, there is a lot of awkwardness in that as well. Though. <laughs> Much definitely. But there's more chatting. There's more. There's definitely con- talking. Yes. Yeah, there is more conversations with friends in that one than there. Is this up? Yeah. Flight attendant. Oh, so Colin and I loved the first season of yes. Flight Attendant. Yeah, yeah. I loved it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and then, loved it. But it does end in a way you feel like, where's it going to go? Yeah. Like, to make a bigger story, well, it seems mad. Is there a story to go? Exactly. Yeah. 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 We started watching, um, we've only watched the first two episodes yeah. of the second season. Yeah. And I think during the first season, we did kind of look at each other and we were like, are you enjoying this? And we were both like, I'm not sure yet. And I think it's because I feel like they've turned the characters, they've dialed them up to 11. They're a wee bit too loud and too over the top. It's like caricatures of the characters. You could kind of see it going that way anyway before the first season finished, or you could see it slowly escalate. Like it was getting more and more wild, and you're like, where's this going to end? But I think there's there's some tropes in it that bother me, right? Mm. And this is not just that when I say tropes, it's because obviously it's happened in so many things, Mm. right? But you know that thing that they do where they make some, you know, the main character dress quite flamboyantly or brightly compared to everybody else who's dressed in grey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you're going to follow someone, don't wear a red fucking overcoat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I also get annoyed in film and TV when actually a lot of problems could be solved if you just told the truth quite quickly. Yeah. And there's totally a bit where she just completely doesn't lies and just doesn't tell the truth and I'm like see if you'd actually told the truth but that doesn't make for a good story yeah. but what that actually makes is for an annoying story yeah. when you could have actually just there's, there's been films I've watched I can't remember but there's ways that head. you could develop yeah. a story where you could tell the truth and still have a or story at least if you're going to make her not tell the truth mm. have a reasoning behind why she's not going to yeah. tell the truth yeah. you know because like there's been films I've watched recently go there's no reason for that person not to tell the truth yeah. then yeah. By, just so but then telling a lie, it makes them, and not only the body, but it's, all, it, it's done for narrative sake as opposed to actually making sense. Like yeah. bad, bad, bad storytelling yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, but is it worth at least dipping into? Yeah, I'm, I'm so, looking, I, I I'm do want to see what it's going. Two in? going. Um, two in um, but then I think it's been a wee while since I was at, I was to call the other night, I was like, I can't understand. I can't even remember what's happened with Rosie Perez's character. Like she's yeah, in it. I said, like, where was it she fucking went to again? And like, what is it she's? Like that has actually escaped me. Like right, okay. a lot of it. So it, that needs a wee bit more quickly developed and built up because I'm kind of. She keeps appearing, and then I'm like. I feel like I'm meant to know what it is that yeah, she's, what's, what the story was yeah. there, or where she went, or what's going on, and I don't. So. So that's it. In terms of what interest we watched. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi, yeah, we've we've gone to some sci-fi geek shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah Three episodes yeah. in. What are you thinking? Three episodes in so far. Um, I'm kind of. I'm weird with this one. So I think. 
I'm liking McGregor's performance. I think he's he's committed. He, he, he's good. I enjoy him. He's a perfect actor. Though, he's a perfect actor. He's got a lot. Of, um, I enjoy Jimmy Smith's for the back. Always Jimmy Smith. There's never a bad time when Jimmy yeah, Smith comes up. Uh, the, the, the wee girl is quite annoying. I think. I, I, I think she's captured what the character is. I, I'm not against that. I think so. What it does do is completely fuck the narrative of the rest of the, the trilogy. Possible. No, <laughs> no, no, they can, they can dip that literally the opening of New Hope basically fucks this in a way. Okay. Well, what did she say in the thing? You helped my father during the Clone Wars. Not mention the fact that Obi-Wan Kenobi fucking saved her from kidnapping. I know, but I'm thinking maybe it's because I've thought about that. And it's we called him Ben. Because Smiths had said, do you know what I mean? Like, help. It's helping Jimmy Smiths to get I get that. To but it does, it does bring narrative questions to it. I'm um, sure I'm sure you have heard the news by this point because I'm quite late to the game now, but uh, one of the executives for Disney has came out and actually openly admitted she said that this is it. We're done making... TV shows and movies about the original characters. Not gonna happen. Yeah, no, won't happen. happen. No, won't happen. It's Kathleen Kennedy, the one you're talking about. Thank you. It's said what we just said it in film history. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it, it was one of those passing news clips that um, I never quite caught on. It, as much as I enjoyed, doesn't it? They, they, they will take something and they will strip it to, oh, to bare bones. Yeah, they, they will just kill it to death. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where will be like going to just you know. They paid billions now. for this franchise. Oh, they're not going to let. They're going to make yeah, as much will, money as they possibly can. Every character that you know have they'll have a TV show. Which I could I can understand them wanting to move on and then they can just write whatever they want within the universe. That's cool, I totally respect it and understand it, but like you said, it's like you're starting to then lose like you're very segregating your fans, it'll be the old school yeah. fans with yeah. those stories and then it'll be like the new age fans it's, with their Star Wars. What I'm finding weird is is as, and as a fan, to say this is weird, but there's too much fan service. Still. Yeah, oh, very much totally. so. You need very to, much you know, so. You you've got, a, you know, it's like the, the, the scrolling Star Wars is in a galaxy far, far away, and we keep seeing Tatooine Rover, and I'm like, going to, you know, this, where's this galaxy you're talking about, John? There's so much. So much scope to it, And they just keep. Obi-Wan has tried to branch out a little bit, but interestingly, the planet they're on in episode 3 is very much a desert planet again. But could this be a byproduct once again of Covid, where it's like maybe the budget isn't there? No, because they're shooting in the round, which is this big massive sort of studio they have where it's all digital projection. So in theory they can put it... They can do it. They can They could make it... They could it in your house, if they wanted to. Bathtub, yeah, it could be the next universe if you wanted. They seem to be shrinking it down and down and down and down to fan service. Yeah, the same like certifications. You, you recognise it. We'll talk about it later on, but not a film that we'll talk about later on this week. In this week's, where it's like there is a sense that films, or particularly these big franchises, they're very linear focused on they want to try and hit the targets they need to hit, and there's less of a chance of sort of branching outward. And I get being safe and making money, I get that, you know, but Star Wars, you can put anything out there and you're guaranteed 8% of it's will still watch it. Always, always. But they don't want to, but I think their worry is that they could swing for something and if it hits, it gets a 9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. But if it misses, it becomes a 2 out of 10. So they'd much rather play it safe and just go for a nice safe yeah. 6 out of 10. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and I think that's part of the problem when it comes yeah. to something. I mean, it'll be quite, it's fine, it's enjoyable, yeah, it's yeah. fine what it is. But yeah. it feels like it could, it feels, it feels very safe. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's I am really safe. And I am hoping Jedi Binks turns up in it. 
Maybe. Do you, do you like Jar Jar Binks? Here's the thing. I'm going to put this out there, Colin, and I think you're going to probably disagree with her. The prequel trilogy is better than the new trilogy. Mm, probably not. I wouldn't say better. Maybe in a par, I would say. Um, I've, I've not, I don't hate Jar Jar Binks. The thing is, the thing is, are kids, not kids, I, who that's here Star Wars. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that, and that's what I get. Is that was made for my oldest kid. That one, uh-huh. the ones that are out just now, are made for my youngest kid. They yeah. weren't made for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm like a fucking fifty-year-old man. Ah, exactly, they're not made for you. I don't care about Jar Jar Binks. But, you know what I mean? The kids will. Yeah, I get Same that. Same young kids will love that Baba Frank thing and uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, they love BB-8 rather yeah. than R2-D2. Exactly. You know? No, I get it. It's, it's BB-8 is a good upgrade of all it, man. <laughs> BB-8 is awesome. But Star Wars fans are notorious for that. Do you know yeah. It's like, you've done this. It's like, no, but you're, you're you know, you're from the 70s. It doesn't fucking matter. You've had your, your fun. Let them have theirs now. Don't yeah. shit on it. You can enjoy it if you want, yeah. but it's not made for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm massive fan so I embrace all of them. Yeah. I'll take good, bad, I love them all anyway, but yeah, but never shit on it because it's not my movie to show. Yeah, it's it's fine, it, but what it is, it's absolutely fine. I am silently praying and hoping that they, they bring back Liam Neeson. I think Big Liam's coming back. Liam, right at the point of the Chekhov's gun of this show, yeah. you bring him, you mention him four times, you have his voice yeah. in it, Big Liam is <laughs> coming back. I want to hear an Northern Irish Jedi I'm again. I'm interested to know if they're going to do, um, if they're going to bring Hayden back. As Hayden, Wild and Pebble made up. You've only seen a little flash of him so far mm-hmm. in the last episode. Because yeah. otherwise, to bring him back as Darth Vader seems totally pointless. Yeah. I, want, I want to see, I want to see like maybe like a dream force sequence where they're chatting to each other as normal people. That'd be interesting, not. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm enjoying Yeah, of course. It's not Barry, anything interesting you want to talk about the move, things we've watched at home that have interested you? The only things I've ever, that I've really picked up on recent times is. Uh, mini series on Disney Plus. I don't know if you've talk about it. Maybe Dope Sick. Oh, I'm watching. I'm happy yeah, through it. Don't ruin it. I, I won't. I won't. Excellent. All, all I'm going to say is fantastic TV show. It, it is. It's a mini series. There's not a lot of episodes. Just watch it, guys. It's all about the Oxycontin. Uh, Michael Keane's got plum rolling because he's he's a yeah. he's a family doctor who sort of goes awry. Yeah, there is a sense. I'm a bit confused sometimes by the fact of like four different time periods. I will admit that that was the thing that it confused I, at times. Yes, back you, you really have to focus on it because it's a blip. It's like literally it rolls back and it just pops up a year. Sometimes it doesn't even do that. I know. And so it's like you really need to be on the ball and it, look for the cues. Put, put your phone down. It's one of those things you have to keep your phone down. It also does make you aware of how good Rosario Dawson is at proving she can fall in love with a very Yes. Man, not anywhere in her league. Yes. Mm-hmm. They've done it in Clerks 3 and you go, or Clerks 2, like, there's no way daunted. You're, you're fucking daunted. And this much the same as the guy in this who she's married and you go, there's absolutely no way that there's a settlement for that. Exactly. This is what I really want. Michael Keaton is very well, well done. done. I love the man. I'm so desperate to watch this. It's just sad. Like, we all know about the yeah. crisis in America, but see when you see it and how well done it's portrayed. You can see how it's just corporate greed over the health of a nation. Yeah, yeah. and it, that, yeah, still on right now. Yeah, um, everyone's probably all over it. I don't even really need to mention this, but we are halfway through the latest season of Stranger Things, and I have, no spoiler, no spoils. All I say is this: I have fell in love with the franchise again. I thought, I thought I was going to get burnt, like burnt out by it because of COVID, and then coming back to it because it's been a wee while since it's been there because there's been other TV shows that a new seasons came out and I've just been like nah too long's passed but this 
absolutely just big, big hook right wow. in there. Oh. So look, um, my daughter watched it on one day. She binged it. Wow. So Full new season. Yeah. Wow. She did it on the one day. Uh, so can I binge seasons one, two, and three when after the first out and the first day they came out? I took time off work to watch yeah, one of them. Yeah. She, she she done it all, and it's like that. It's like each one's an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. She went for it. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. And I thought maybe Burnage would enjoy it. She seemed to still enjoy it. So yeah. No. That's a testament to how good it is, and you can watch pretty much fucking 12 and still enjoy it. And it seems to be Kate Bush has now found a whole new generation of fans <laughs> because everyone loves the song because it's like one particular song in Which song is it? It's the. Uh, is it the Bush girl? No, it's not Bush It's a longer time than that. It, it's like uh, making a deal with God or something. Uh, hold on. Kate Bush never wrote a song called A Deal With God or something. Uh, running Up The Hill, isn't it? Running Up The Hill, yeah. A Deal With God. Yeah, that's a really good song. I know that song very well. Yeah. So, yeah, she's now found an influx of uh, checks coming through the box. Yeah. Good, good for her. Uh, yeah, th- that's really it. It's not, unfortunately, you know, work commitments and all yeah, that means a lot life, of the time. Life gets into your yeah. pleasure. So, often discussing the podcast. Indeed. Yeah. yeah, so they're the two major ones, you know. That of what stood out and really hit a mark with me that's I'd say worth spreading the news about, you know. Yeah, I'm watching Dope Sick right now. After I finish Dope Sick, I'm moving on to Stranger Things. I'm still on season two of Stranger Things. Nice. It's good. Jack, it. Season one's a phenomenal season. Yeah. Just keep going, mate. Keep going. Just, season two is a bit of a lull. Season three I thought was very, very good. Yes. Yeah, season four, I'm looking forward to it. So well, oh, sorry, sorry, very quickly. Season four of Stranger Things picks up right where season three ends. So it's it's almost like a continuation. It's like there's no even it's like, like the next day. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's it's like season three, and then literally the next day, is season four. It's cool. like that's how good it is. Right. Movies now. Movies. So we'll start with one that we talked about last week very briefly because you saw and I hadn't seen it yet. But Lorraine and you've now both seen it. Um, and that is a film called Everything Everywhere All At Once. It's fucking bonkers. <laughs> it is, yes. Um, written by Dan. Is that on the poster? That should be on the poster. It should be five, on, five, five stars for the sun. Yeah, it it's fucking bonkers. We've never because mentioned the sun on this podcast. It started and I nudged him and I was like, it's Harry B. Boy for the Goonies. <laughs> and then the woman, Michelle Yeoh. It's Michelle Yeoh. I really, re- I recognise her face, right? Yeah. But I cannot think that I've ever seen her in a film, I just recognise her face, and then mm. Stephanie, and I'm not entirely sure how you say it, is it like Sue? Yeah. I've only seen her in Mrs. Maisel, mm. like the marvellous Mrs. Maisel, which is really good, mm. but I can't picture, so see, I can only picture her in like 1960s outfits yeah, and hair, yeah, yeah. so seeing her in like with like long hair and like jeans and a shirt, I'm just like, that's fucking bizarre, like, I, and then... The, I can't remember his name, the guy that's in Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, David Lopang. I can't remember his actor, but yeah. David Lopang's the character in Big Trouble in Little China. He's great. Yeah. So, so yeah. first time you went to see this, yeah, so, what happened? So and Jenny Slate, she's only in it very briefly. She's very good. I like Jenny Slate. I've got a yeah. weird infatuation with Jenny Slate. I don't know what it is. Don't be suspicious. I don't, don't know what it is. Anyway, created by two guys called Daniel. The Daniels. Yeah. Collectively known as Daniels, who did the Swiss Army Man we discussed last week. Yeah, The plot of this film is... <laughs> Very bizarre. Essentially, a woman and her family go to the IRS um, to sort of talk about taxes. <laughs> While there, the husband reveals that he's aware of a multiverse in yeah. some way, um, and something trying to take over the multiverse. And Michelle Yeoh becomes essentially the conduit and trying to save the multiverse yeah. by 
you can basically tap into any alternative version of yourself. Use skill set. And use yeah, your skill set. That's what, right, so I've never played computer games, but it made me think of computer games yeah. in the sense that, right, you download a, ah, like so a, a skill from yeah. another yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. So you go, and that's the film, is her trying to save the multiverse, essentially. At yeah. the same time, trying to reconnect with her daughter. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you got Michelle Yeoh playing the sort of the titular the, hero. You get yeah. Stephanie Hizu, Hizu. Sue. Sue. I would say Sue. She plays the I, daughter. Yeah. Um, you get Ki Hong Kwan. Yep. Kwan. He plays the dad. He's obviously Indiana Jones. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Curtis pops up in it as well. Who's Kraken? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you got Jenny Slate pops up in it. Who's Jenny Slate? Sorry, I'm lost. She's on the puppy. Big, big Picking nose. Picking up the shirts at oh, the beginning. Big nose. Big nose. Right. So first time we've seen this. Couldn't go and see it because the cinema screen broke, so we couldn't actually go. Um, but we managed to get to see it on Monday. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would, so one of the things I said to you was all those all those actors, right? You like imagine you're the actor and you get given that script. Uh-huh. She'd be like, what? What, what is the this fuck? But then you, I would think you must have a cracking sense of humour because it is also very it's funny. Insanely funny, yes, insanely funny. Yes. Very, very funny parts to it. Can I also just say? because probably none of you will mention it but I noticed it and I think it's worth mentioning the amount of costumery oh yeah amazing it. especially the costume design the daughter's, the daughter's stuff is yeah. amazing yeah. but just the amount of changes yeah. Yeah. is brilliant and I also really enjoyed the flip of the dad oh uh, yeah we yeah Playing just his panicky dad's yeah. character uh-huh. and then <laughs> watching him get into play because I've only ever seen him in the Goonies. Do you know what I mean? He's a little Jones. kid. Yeah. Oh yeah, well yeah, there's that as well. But um, but then when he's playing like an, his older suave version of himself as yeah. well. He he was a standout for me. He was. He did. He brings he, it a big he way. He was like wow. When I realised who he looks at, I watched it, I didn't realise it was him, and I did. Because you'd said to me before, I'd seen it all short rounds, and I was like, and it didn't click. And yeah. then when I watched it, I didn't realise who he was, and I was just like, boom, do you mean people blown away by it? It's, I, I don't want to, I don't want to raise it by denigrating something else. Yeah. But I'm going to. Go on. Because literally a week before this, I went and saw Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, yeah. right? So both films about a multiverse. Yeah. That film had almost no multiversing in it whatsoever. Where is this? this film is just multiverse and over the shop. Yeah, and it actually embraces the idea of like how infinite possibilities can be used in such a better way than Doctor uh-huh. Strange. Strange yeah, yeah. And it just shows a film yeah. that people it's and, and a little bit more freedom to do it. They're not trying to like hit all four sectors and hit a film that will they're not confined in Marvel sandbox. They are, and they're allowed, the to, allowed to show yeah. you know allowed to show yeah. off, and yeah. they can bring something as insane as. You know, stapling the forehead. Stapling the forehead. It's hard not to spoil it. Yeah. How they use a, a particularly a ward they use at one yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> something. Oh, right, I swear to God, see when I saw that right at the beginning of the film, I was like, that looks like. like yes, I thought that was wrong. Going, this is going to pay off somehow, and I'm not telling you how it's going to pay off. And how it pays off is not expected, but it's still paid off amazingly. Can I just say on Instagram, you know, you get the sponsored ads on Instagram. Yeah. One of those popped up on my Instagram feed, right? <laughs> but it was, you know how with the ads you can swipe along to see what else they sell? Yeah. So somewhere I've never bought anything from before called Beauty Bay. So I'm swiping along and I'm like, is that, wait, that's makeup. 
kits. So why would they be advertising that in the first thing? Is that what I think it is? I clicked on as a brilliant, now I'm going to get a fucking ton of adverts for these. <laughs> Took a screenshot, sent it to my pal, and I said, and she came back to me and she went, I thought there was a lemon juicer. <laughs> Most definitely no, not. No, it's not. Well, I said, well, I guess when it's not getting used. It can be for anything you want. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. I am very intrigued by yeah. this movie. <laughs> Since um, I've came in here, all, all this chat has been about this movie so yeah, I'm very it's, it's by it. a phenomenal piece of filmmaking it's, it's, yeah. it's just it's so inventive it's so clever it's so smart mm. it's not it's smart just, the way that it wants to show off to you it's just it's yeah, telling a story it, as well it's well, covering well. a lot of themes it's covering sort of like midlife crisis Crisis. Action, every, I, I'm feeling yeah. that everybody because some of us are I don't, know, I don't know if the, the listeners know this but some of us are over 30 <laughs> and um, not me <laughs> okay, some of us are well over thirty. Sorry, and um, you do get to that point where you're like, "Shit, is this my life? Yeah, is exactly, this, yeah. like, fuck, what have I done?" Or just one financial crash to the next. Yeah. And it's but, like, uh, yeah. Is that yeah. That, it does. It really does. It does it makes you think about? It makes you introspectively think. And, and, then, and, then and then I think if we've all thought about that like the road th- not travelled or the moment in yeah. your life you could have went one way to another yeah. Yeah. I, I, I also quite like the fact that a big part of it is so and I haven't described it as this because I probably wouldn't because it's it's not even you wouldn't even say because alright so the main characters are supposed to be a Chinese family I would never go around and say this is a Chinese film but and the, but there's definitely Chinese cultural yeah, it's a bit like, issues. It's, a bit, it's like turning red. It? It's a like turning red. It's like right. the idea of taking but something. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't even really matter. It's not even really. How do I explain this? It's not even really referenced that it's Chinese cultural family no, it's problems. Talking about, it's, talking about it's just family problems, and yeah. yes, they are Chinese, Chinese and yes, yeah. they are cultural. Yeah. But at the same time. It's the main focus, and yet it's not a main focus. Yeah, yeah. Does that? Am yeah. I making sense? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, so it's not like you say, oh yeah, but he's going to see a, a, a Chinese film. It's because it's not. No, it's, it just they just happen to be a Chinese family having this um, which I quite liked because I feel like any time a Chinese family or Chinese people are used in a film or TV, it's got to be <gasps> they're Chinese. Yeah, it's it's not. It's, it's, that, that, everything they're talking about is culturally. It's actually not important. I'm giving it, I give it ten out of ten. I thought it was fantastic. I give it a nine out of ten. I believe when I read it. I can't tell man, it's fucking phenomenal. The only, the, the only thing that I found was um, it, it can extend its welcome by maybe 10 minutes. Yes. It could have knocked 10 minutes away. But, but then I'll think about it, will you knock 10 minutes off? It's and that's a problem. Yeah. What's 10? What's 10 minutes? It runs for just over two hours and it feels like it's runtime. You get something like the next. You could. It's got two hours. I'll praise that. You know what I mean? I'll praise that. After like hearing that the new Batman was almost three hours and there was another movie that was very recently like was almost three hours I'm like now let's just scale it back Hollywood can we tell them the runtime was similar and it, it was like, like you missed it yeah it was gone because you were just you know, and this for the most part was like that. It's, it's yeah, yeah, just yeah, towards the last twenty minutes, you feel like it's like a wee bit dry. Do you know, feet. Do you know what I think it may have been? It did also. It also tackled. I just pointed out. It did tackle an LGBTQI plus issue that would actually probably apply to any family. In many, many family situations, not just a, a Chinese one. So, quick, 
years the last few years. Um, so I think the runtime feels long because it's split into three acts, right? Yeah. The three acts are presented on screen as act one, act two, act three, but they're not equal in yeah, yeah, the first length. act is much so longer. I think you maybe feel like when it says act two, you're like that one went for that long. Some experiment might be the same length. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's I, maybe I think makes it mentally. Yeah. 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 I want a bagel. I want a bagel as well. I'll be a big fan of bagels before. I don't like bagels. I know. I'm safe. You don't like bagels? I like any food with a hole in it. Now I'm thinking immediately about polos. Polos? Polos? Hang on, does it have to have a central hole or is it just what, like, like a crumpet? Like oh, a multiple hole? I like football in it. And there goes the Colour one thing. I've been calling these with that. Anyway, so <laughs> is it from a safety <laughs> point of view or is it just. Oh, like a choke hole? Choke hole? I like football in it. It's interesting. Anyway, so the book we all loved everything everywhere all at once. I couldn't recommend it to you. How do you hold up second units? That old lady dancing through the doorway in the pub over there. Um, ju- just as good as the Russian. Um, I, I think I focused more on the sound this time. Right. Because um, I think the sound was getting a lot of kind of projects and reviewing and stuff like that, which I didn't really pick up on the first time, and I kind of get it now. The sound really works with kind of big big reason. Nice one. Holds up very well. Cool. Very right. well. Yeah. Let's move on to the new movies this week then. New movies. New movies. So, first one is one that's on Amazon Prime, and it's called Emergency. Uh, directed by Kerry Williams, which is he done not much in the past. He done a remake of Romeo and Juliet um, called R and J. That's about it. Um, the plot of this, the plot of this one is essentially it's a, like, two guys were going to the ultimate frat house party across college. Like I think it's like ten frat houses in one go, and it's, and it's all those. That's a, yeah, they, they make like college history. College history by doing this. Yeah, yeah. They start doing this. They go back to their own, um, their own college dorm, and there is a passed out, dying white girl on on the floor. These two guys are uh, African American, um, and they basically have this decision of do they phone the police because was that what you were watching last night? Yeah, to try and help this girl. All the, the but then they start thinking if we phone the police, they're going to think we did this to this woman, and it's going to ruin our entire lives because we throw us in jail for. Yeah, social commentary. Social commentary on that. Um, and they basically made the decision to try and transport her across campus um, to a hospital or at one point to one of the other dorms. To, um, while they're doing that, the sister of the girl is starting to track her on the phone and she starts chasing them, thinking they're trying to abduct her. And, and essentially, it's a bit of a farce in that effect that they try and chase her across campus. Yeah. Um, in the film, you've got um, RJ Clyer, who I'm Happy to see back on film. He was in Me, Ella, Dying Girl. Yeah, he was Errol. He was Errol in yeah, Me, Ella, Dying Girl. Yeah, we, are, we are big fans of that film yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. Um, Donald L.C. Watkins pops up in it as well. Sebastian Chacon, Sabrina Carpenter, and Mary Nichols. So basically, a class of unknowns. Yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed this mostly. It's like a nice collision of genres. Um, kind of like that woke in a madcap frat party thing, and then it gets into kind of thriller for, for like, the last hour of it, last 45 minutes of it. Um, liked all the performance in it, I thought they were all good, no one really didn't deliver. 
you're looking at me in a way that thinks that's wrong. Um, but it didn't really merge enough. Like it seemed like the two ideas. Yes. And you never really got them to sort of collide enough to make them actually work properly. Yeah, I felt it was the last takeaway the last right, takeaway the end two minutes. Uh -huh. The last thirty minutes were a gut punch. Like yeah. I, you know, I'm like, I'm kind of jaw dropping. What the fuck? Everything else up to him was pure fucking nonsense. It's nothing I've not seen a million times before in pineapple express and you know super bad stuff like that. So it was like total flat and then just from nowhere it was just like this fucking you know gritty real but oh my god, you know that this is like fucking horrendous. Do you know what I mean? Proper social commentary. Yeah. And that really kind of fruit. I, I just I didn't like the juxtaposition between the two. It was too think, much of a. I think it's well that we were talking about it off mic a minute ago where we started talking about how a lot of films and a lot of TV shows this day could be solved by someone told the truth early on or made a phone call and this whole film could be sort of someone told the truth made a phone call very early on. This is based on really fucking dumb decisions. Dumb decision making, yeah. Dumb to the point of like, they do. come on. There is a certain point you go, right, understand because you're African American and this situation has happened, you maybe are a bit nervy about doing things. But. Right. When it gets to a certain point, you go, yeah. you've got to phone the police at this point, you can't not. Now it's, yeah. now it's just silly, it's, yeah. it's now no longer believable at yeah. yeah. that point. Which is a shame because yeah, that last half hour, I mean, it, it's really emotional. Yeah. It really gets you. You're never going to understand the kind of fears of being, you know, a, a kind of black person in, in the modern day world. But, you know, it, it certainly fucking dips it for you know, what it makes you think about it. It does. It's serious, serious. Yeah, nice one. It's fun at times. I thought it might be more of a dope vibe to it, but it I don't quite as slick as that or fun as that. Yeah, definitely. The humour, there wasn't any laugh out loud moments. No. Kind of chuckles, more than laugh out loud. The chuckle moment was a bit with the teacher in the class talking about certain work. Yeah. That was kind of funny, the reaction to that was quite funny, but it was, yeah. I give it 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10. Yes, Greg Vee and something. Yes, well done. Because that's on Amazon Prime. Also on Amazon Prime is a film called Gold, which is not the Matthew McConaughey one. This one's written by a guy called Anthony Hayes. He's written a film called Ten Empty. He's also an actor who's popped up in things like The War Machine, The Rover, and The Light Between Oceans. Um, the plot of this film is um, two men going to the it looks like the Aussie Outback, I think it is the Aussie Outback. Yeah. They're driving through, it's in a post-apocalyptic kind of post world almost. Weirdly it is. Yeah. Um, on the way there they discover the biggest gold deposit and it's like a nugget of gold the size of a house. Huge. Huge. Yeah. So they make a decision, one of them going to stay behind and guard it, the other one's going to go and get help, and basically the person who stays behind goes slowly crazy as he tries to sort of survive in the Aussie Outback. Yeah, yes. so I was expect. I didn't know what to expect, because you recommended this, yeah. and I thought, you know, go to look after fighting off bandits you know, and lots of shooting it's, Not that. it's a survival movie yeah so and that's it, you've got it this, it's a very small cast you've got Zac Efron playing sort of the main lead yep. um, Anthony Hayes plays the other man in the desert yep. and Susie Porter plays somebody who pops up in it kind of halfway through that's, that's the kind of cast um, what do you think of it? Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I felt that this was a precursor to the Rover and maybe Mad Max is after this. It felt like it before Mad Max, yes, yeah. pre Mad Max almost, yes. Yeah, but I felt you know, the Rover was um, after this as well, so you have this, the Rover, then Mad Max. Yeah. And I feel the whole Silicon Universe. Because it kind of touches on shit's went south. And, yes. You know, they're talking about money and stuff like that, and you know, how. 
back currencies worth billions now and shit like that. Something's went wrong, shit's went south, people are having to migrate from north Australia to south Australia, east to west, and and the cities and things like that. It it doesn't give you a why, you know, it's just shit's went south, that's it. And you know, there's still money, there's still phones, there's still TV, there's still cars, there's still petrol, so shit's not quite. Collapsed. George Miller levels a yeah. fucking nutshell. It's Elon Musk level shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what I, I, I really like is massive fan of Zac Efron. Um, I, I, are we? I am. I, I love okay. Zac Efron. I think he's great. Um, I watch him in anything. And I thought he helped me. He's doing a Tom Hanks here, to a castaway. You know, he's it's it's his film. You know, eighty percent of this film is, Zef, is, is Efron doing doing the, the carrying the weight. And I thought he pulled it off. See, I didn't. No. Um, I think Efron's a really interesting point in his career, where Zac Efron is one of those guys where he's had the kind of early hit, and he's got the money b- behind that, but then he's also got the... He's had... Can I try to break out? Yeah. You know, great, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. great showman thought it might break him out, then he went for Baywatch, that did not break anyone out, and should probably be purged from the memory. Yeah. Um, and ever since then, now he's done, he's done that shit Firestarter remake. Which I've not seen. Well, and he's done this one. It's just, again, not up to much. And I just don't think he's but, a leading man. But then take something like, right, stupid one, um, Bad Grandpa. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. On paper, it is fucking oh, dreadful, it's fucking, right? It's fucking dreadful. But I liked it. I think Zac Efron in that is amazing. Jim, yeah. He lifts it to a better film. Because on paper, it's not. I know, again, it's like somebody's going to be like, that's shit. But when you watch it, I'm, I'm there. Jim, I'm so, like, sorry, if, you say post-apocalyptic kind of Australian outback yeah. yeah. Punk, punk, punk Australian. Punk yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I just think of The Rover. It is. It's, it's, it's that that vibe. But The Rover same. was excellent. It was excellent. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was... He was yeah, in the film Wake and Fright. No. Donald Pleasance film when he goes into the outback and basically gets lost. He gets stuck in the outback because his flight gets cancelled and he's slowly mad gambling and drinking and fucking in it and it moves. No. Great film. This is that can work in a vibe but it doesn't really hit it in any real way. Yeah. I try to go for that. Okay. Um, it was slow. I, I mean, slow. it's a very, very slow film. But then the Rovers are slow film as well, though. No, so, the so Rovers. It, it is. It, it just smoulders away. That shit happens, but there's gaps. Big, big gap of nothing. Big interludes. Oh, well, yeah, I've only yeah. seen it once. It's been a while. Yeah. Does it? Is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah there's there's, a, there's a lot of panning, panning scenes. You know, like, you know, why are you panning the scene? Fuck off, chill, we'll get there. Do you know what I mean? And this is like that as well, you know, it's like, why are you doing that? It's like, just relax, it'll happen. Um, I, I, what I would say about it is, it was very predictable. I think, predictable, yes, but also I was expecting a thriller. Ooh, yeah. A sort of film where it would be people like, it would be sort of like guys defending this gold nugget from other attackers yeah, and stuff like that. It's, it's, like, it's not, it's not. And that's yeah. for me by the point, maybe... Maybe the film itself is a little bit more like I would expect something else. I didn't, I didn't really get that. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. what I was like down a bit by. You, you, you were looking for George Miller, so weren't you? I was looking more for Wake and Fright, to be honest. Yeah. Or Rover, yeah. or even a little bit Ned Kelly and the uh, Kelly guy. Because yeah. 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 I love a Australian film. A Australian film's got a real punk yeah. rock, nasty element yeah. to it. And this never got dirty and grimy and nasty enough for there me. There wasn't any shoes in it, was there? The main guy. No. Zach Efron, he's, I mean, he's, he's American. Another um, man with a man. It didn't have an, an Australian accent in it. It's not, I don't think it's meant to be a true accent. Like it's, sort of, yeah. it's not really, it doesn't necessarily say a true The guy meeting the, the, the little shack, yeah. he's an Aussie as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it doesn't really, it, but the whole Australian thing 
They make a certain vibe of film. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And they didn't do it. And I, and I felt this lacked it a little bit. Yeah. It's like someone trying to emulate it rather than trying to embrace it. Didn't do it for you. And maybe maybe it was off location. I'm not sure. No, sure. Sure. Was it? Yeah. But um, I, I rated this a six out of ten, the same okay. as Emergency. But I enjoyed this more than I did Emergency. I rate this five and a half out of ten. So I did, there's moments I enjoyed, but just didn't really hit it for me entirely. Yeah, did, didn't quite get there. Yeah. No, I. Do you know what? I, I'm more, as much as I'm more about slow burn movies, if I do enjoy them more than I think I do. Um, Aye, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, I, I'm, I'm kind of happy just to let things breathe for a bit before you know nothing happens and you know wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. I've got, I think I've got the patience and the, the, the kind of tempo to, to do that. Nice one. So five and a half for myself, six for uh, you. Six for me. So yeah, let, let's call it. A, let's yeah. call it. A six. And okay, let's give it a six. Be nice, guys. Yeah, six. Be nice. Okay, and now we'll shift over. You've not seen this film, so we'll shift to Barry. He will be the main man in this film. Barry, we come into yourself now. <laughs> Conk enjoy his beer. So, we're going to talk about the next film, the cinematic release of the Bob's Burgers movie. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Fresh off the press because I've seen it this afternoon. Nice one. Um, directed by Lauren Bouchard and Bernard Derryman. Um, Lauren Bouchard is the creator of um, Bob's Burgers, and Bernard Derryman is one of the big directors in the series. Um, so, this plot film is based on the, the TV show, the, yes. the, the kind of long, long, long running than I thought it was. Yes. Yeah, it's like 10 seasons now or something it's into it. It's quite, a, it's quite a long way in now. No, of. no, I thought it was more than that. Or am I getting confused by another one? No, I remember it, but it's at least 10 seasons. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I... Um, so, the plot of this film is essentially the, the good Bob, who owns a burger uh, shop, um, and he owes a lot of money to the, the bank for a loan, um, but he's not going to make payment on it, so they have to sell, like, say, a thousand, two thousand burgers in one day in order to pay this. Yep. Um, that is not helped by the fact that a large sinkhole opens up in front of the store, <laughs> um, so they'll not be able to get any customers in. Um, and in that sinkhole, a body is discovered. Mm. So these three kids take upon themselves trying to discover who this dead body is and hopefully, in some way, save the shop. Yep. So they don't have to, you know, lose the the, the Bob's Burger shops. Yes, that's essentially the story. That's the story. Yeah, you've got H. John Benjamin pops up in it. He plays Bob. And you've got Kirsten Shaw plays Louise. Dan Mins plays Tina. John Roberts plays um, Linda, which I didn't realize was a man doing her voice. Yeah. Um, Eugene Merman plays Jean, uh, and you've also got Kevin Klein and Zach Galifianakis pop up in it as well. Um, we're both big fans of the TV show. Yes. One of the things it's like it's it's very the TV show is exceptionally charming without, without ever being crude, and it's just it's just lovely. Yeah, it's like a it's a it's a very like a safe uh, show, but also it's really well written. And it's a grown-up show. It's yeah. not for kids, but no. it's not. It, I, that's that's my thing. Yeah. yeah. And it is. It's a funny concept that they've managed to get right, where it's like it's never been. It's never been milked for what it's worth if you compare it to something like The Sims, uh, The Simpsons, or Family Guy, but, or Family Guy, and that where like Family Guy, it's just became like skits almost. Yeah, this is every episode. It's still a, a good it's contained a little, story. Little story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story, yeah, and that's what makes it interesting. So when I seen this movie today, I was in there with high hopes, and this is where it kind of falls down. I loved it. Is it worthy of a cinematic release? I don't think so. I, I would have been more than happy seeing it on... I would have even have rented it in the house. I didn't need... It was cool to see Bob's Burger on the big screen. Yes. And I loved all the dancing things. Like, I've, I've got, like, a... I've got, like, a love-hate uh, relationship with when animations involve, um, like, dancing and singing numbers because I feel 
they run out of ideas for that episode, so they're just flying in a 10-minute dance sequence yeah, okay. just to get them through it. But no, this works really well within the elements of I the need, show. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was exceptionally fun. Yes. It was a really sweet movie. It was. Um, the, it, it, dealt, it dealt with also like things that kids go through as well, yeah. as, as Louise gets called a baby, but then... It's hard dealing with growing up. Yeah, that's a point. And that's what makes it really nice about it, you know? Um, but it, it captures the essence of what the TV show is. So it doesn't, it, it feels like it is, it feels, I thought it felt worthy about screen, because it goes bigger. Mm. Um, there's a lot more um, sort of scope to it. Yeah. I'm and bringing in the dance numbers and the singing and the song stuff, that made it feel more cinematic. Absolutely. So that's why I'm saying, I think it is worthy of the cinematic release. And I felt it was more worthy of the cinematic release than say something like The Simpsons. Mm. Yeah, I thought the cinematic release of that was very average and felt like the 16 yeah. episodes. Yeah. This did feel not like three episodes jammed together. No. It did feel like a proper story. Yeah, it did, it felt like an actual proper feature. Yeah. I just, don't know if it if it was enough to put it on the big screen for me. I don't know. I'm I'm can. Uh, Fair enough. Um, yeah. I thought the voice cast all excellent again. Spot on. Spot on. Spot on. Um, as always. Chris and Shout is Louise. I think is one is an MVP of this show. I think she is just oh, phenomenal yeah. in that role. She is absolutely brilliant. She had a girl that's in Flight of the Concords. Yes, she got yeah, yeah. Which, which explains why he was in one pack for yes. Concords and two. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The dialogue almost seems in, like improvisational. Yes. Like it seems like almost like an idea of a script. And then they record it, and then they work the animation around that almost. Because yeah. there's something that you can go, you can almost hear the character laugh at the, of something someone saying something. Yeah. There's some lines in this that are just genuinely funny. Like one of the lines in it that made me absolutely fucking go fall in the cinema was they're advertising the. Um, the, the, the fun fair and it's like 80 years old almost no decapitations and you're like <laughs> that's like that's really funny right you know, like, like that's a really low number it's like that's all that's so low <laughs> and it just feels like that feels off the cuff yes. like, it's the way to deliver itself like but the TV show has sprinklings of that ah, through, especially like with the character Gene the amount of one liners that oh. or pretty comebacks that he comes out with it's very much like you said off, it seems off the script I, you know? it's, re- it's like reactional to some of the moment and, he, and almost you can hear when like, the guy doing Bob's voice you almost hear him laughing and going like fucking he sort of laughs before he takes his line yeah. he's sort of laughing at the moment of what was said like no no and then he sort of giggles and says his line so it does feel like they've always captured that in the studio which I think adds a real kind of sense of it does feel very very natural yeah. which again we spoke about is what that's talent and it's only oh. it's scripted that becomes a separate talent do you know yeah. Shane Black style do you know what I mean like almost that? like that yeah, yeah. honestly yeah. Colin if you've never seen this show honestly give it time it's, it's got a place in your heart it's, it's like, on Disney Plus you can watch an episode a night and just sort of fall asleep to it it's yeah. just it's lovely to watch it's, it's a really well done um, yeah. like, in fact you like Flight the Concourse it's very much in that style of humour as well yeah. so I think you'll be like, nothing heavy about it it's just no and that's what I liked about it it's an, again this is an adult anime it's not made for kids it's made for adults but it doesn't rely on crudity yeah. or like in, or like sort of too much like sort of like swearing in that so it just tells a kind of grown up story yeah. which I thought was really funny and a really not really funny really enjoyable you know because it normally gets adult animation is normally shorthand for someone swears someone says something sexual South Park or like, or like Sausage Party or like Family Guy like you don't have to be crude offensive in that maybe in order to get you know, a laugh, to, to get a laugh. Yeah, you know, that's, that's yeah, yeah. and that's what's good about the show, and it's wow. it's very much deserved. It's whereas when the Simpsons movie came out, I felt it was too much time had passed, and it yeah. was it, it was almost like 
10 years too late to the party. This does also feel like 10 years too late. It is, but I feel there's just a wee special place for it, you know? I think the fans of this will really embrace it, and yeah. like I said, I, I really laughed all the way through it. I chuckled all the way through it, didn't stop chuckling all the way through it, um, and I found it a lot of fun. Out of 10, James, give me your scores. I'm going 7.5. Oh, that's great. Say 7 as well. Yeah. There you go. Oh, that's, that's for an animated movie, that, that's solid. I, I feel though. Like I said, if you've not seen Bill's Burger, you need to see at least one season. I don't think you do. No, I generally do. You don't. Right, you do. So, on what you've said there, so my brother Andy, he went to see it with his son uh-huh. um, last week, and he's not watched the TV show, uh-huh. and he said he, he just didn't get it at uh-huh. all. Okay. So, I think maybe you do need to have, maybe even... You need to understand the premise of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely need to understand the whole Tina obsession with that guy. Yeah, you do, Carol. Andy's kid. Said he enjoyed it. Mm. Right, okay. He's never seen it either, which uh, is weird. So this is like a kind of 13 year old boy enjoying it more than. He kind of got what it was about. Yeah, early on. yeah, yeah. I, I strongly recommend check out the TV show, even just random episodes, because like yeah. I just said, it's all contained in one episode every season. Yeah. So you could jump about, but definitely to understand the kind of dynamics between them all before seeing the movie, because it will help it. Yeah, 100%. Cool. You know, because <laughs> one bit quite early on where Tina has like a a daydream where she's on a horse <laughs> horse with a fantasy man and then she starts fighting with her <laughs> 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 her own subconscious is like him goes against her what's it used to it is funny it is it's only 90 minutes long yeah. it runs at 90 minutes it's very fast it, it and doesn't I, hang about and I yeah. chuckled all the way through it and yeah. I laughed it just, I continually laughed through it and if, if, you, if it only makes me laugh Continually for 90 minutes, and I think it's done its job. Generally, yeah. you have sold me. I'm going to check. I'm generally going to check it. I'll check out the TV show first, but well done, James. You? you have taught me. You've taught me. And the fact that this film will go with the next film up against this next film is impressive in itself. Yeah, yeah. especially because yeah. my local cinema's only showing Bob's Burgers three times a day. They're hitting all the markets. They're hitting. Yeah. <laughs> The kids, they've got the early afternoon shown, and then they've got the dinner time shown, and then they've got a mid-evening shown. The, yeah. the next, the next movie is yeah. literally taking Everywhere. over the cinema. And um, that next movie is. That next movie is Top Gun Maverick. So, can you remember the score I gave it last week, sir? You gave it a ten, I think. I gave it a ten. Out of yeah. 10. So let let's go. Okay. Let's so go. Well, I, I'm done. Let's just have a I think the thing is, after Colin saying he gave it ten out of ten, Richard, what did that text you the minute I came out? Uh, you said you want to give it Oscar, I believe. Um, so I've um, saved one to last so that I can basically duck out from the the, um, the wine crew. The wine crew. Like, like the next like sort of ten minutes. So, directed by Joseph Kosinski, who directed um, the films Tron Legacy, Oblivion and Only the Brave, all three of those films are bang average, if you want to say, to be honest. Like, so, Top Gun Maverick is set 40 years after the original Top Gun, or 35 years after the uh, Seven years, to yeah. be precise, so, to put a number on yeah, it, yes. So, <laughs> uh, it's not Topper Harley, that's um, yeah. Hot Shots. That is Hot well, Shots. <laughs> What's your name? What's the character's name? Uh, Topper Harley's right. Yeah. Oh, in this one. In this one, yeah. Um, Pete Mitchell. Oh. Pete Maverick Mitchell, Mitchell is um, now working as a basically a test pilot yeah. um, in the US, in still the US <coughs> Navy. Still a captain. Still a captain. He's not managed to get any promotions. Um, but he's brought back to Top Gun after flying a completely stupid mission yes. in order to train a bunch of new sort of hotshot Top Guns, the best of the best. For um, a secret mission. A secret, yeah. impossible mission. Yes. Um, and on the way, he falls in love again with Jennifer Connelly. Um, and he reconnects with other people and reconnects with his the son of his former 
test pilot. Yeah. Oh, he's former um, co-pilot. Co-pilot, yeah. Goose. Co-pilot. Goose. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, So in the film, you've got like, Tom Cruise, again, not playing Top and Harley. He's playing <laughs> Pete Mitchell. Pete Mitchell. Um, Jennifer Connelly plays Love Interest. you get got Miles Teller, plays Goose's son. Yeah. Uh, Val Kilmer plays Iceman, I believe it is. Yes. Glenn Powell plays Hangman. Yeah. Uh, John Hamm plays... Oh, he has got a, he has got a name. What's his name? Uh, it's not, Cyclone? It's not the Drone Ranger. That's Scott Glenn. Not Scott Glenn. Um, the Cyclone? Yeah, Cyclone. Cyclone, yeah. yes, yeah. remember that one. Yes. Uh, you got uh, Monica Brabado, she plays Phoenix. She's Phoenix. Phoenix, yes. And Lewis Pullman plays um, Bob. Do you know who Lewis Pullman is? He's built. Who, who does he look like? He looks fucking like Zach W. Dude, that was scary. What happened to him? I was like, my God. He looks like, like his dad. He's, he is his dad. He is his dad. He's his dad. Um, so, I'll get out of the way. I'll get my. No, in fact, I'll let you start. Colin. Okay, what so, do you think of this one? Right, so first things first, audience, listen, I'm not a fucking idiot, right? This this is Top Gun. No, that, that, it doesn't change anything. Is Top Gun a shit? No, no. Top Gun is a shit movie. What kind of There's no story to Top Gun. It's utter crap. No. Top Gun is shit. Dude, no. It's enjoyable, but it's shit. No, first Top Gun is shit. We watched it so, recently. It's crap. So this doesn't, ta- this, this doesn't change the Top Gun formula. It takes everything that was... Popular thing. I think you need to learn to form an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Applies it to now. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, Maver- Maverick's Maverick. He breaks all the rules. He never gets him because he breaks all the rules. And there's danger in there. And they've got a mission in the train. And, you know, he breaks rules and stuff. And it's, it's just every trope is there. And that's why I fucking loved it so much. Because it's top good. It's top good. Do you know what I mean? It's fucking top good. My problem, my problem, my problem was. All the way through this movie, all I could think about was, I hope the fucking god Charlie Sheen is bringing out hot shots. That's the only reason for Top Gun to exist is for hot shots to exist. No, good thing about Top Gun. Like this movie, it was so simple. It was like your brain could literally fall asleep. It's popcorn summer blockbuster. That's what it is. It's not trying to fucking do anything. It's not a Marvel movie, so already gets a tick from me straight off the bat. Why is that like? Marvel movie don't get ticked from me because they're a Marvel but Top Gun it's just rehashing a 40 year old movie I know but it's a good 40 year old movie though (laughs) for so many summers now we've had nothing but Marvel movies taking over and then the odd occasional DC movies slid in there this is just a dumb blockbuster it's not Michael Bay what's not Michael Bay? nothing but he brings out a lot of movies as well so it's like he does he's not wrong and it's like Katie what was that? So, I'm sorry, I need, I need to I need to go off on one about this because I fucking loved it so much. <laughs> so, good things about it uh, that are amazing is... I mean, we'll, we'll have the good things about it. Um, Miles Taylor. He was very good as Goose. How good? But he, he, he looked like an amalgamation of Goose and Goose's wife. He had a moustache and a Hawaiian shot. That was it. What? Dude, I, I knew it did say, I looked at Goose's son instantly. Because he's got a fucking moustache and a Hawaiian shot. That's all it sells. No, he looks like him as well. Fair enough. Okay. Um, see, I was actually really disappointed with the nicknames of the new team coming up. Did you not like them? I was like, that's pretty unimaginative. A lot of them, I'm like, really? Hangman, Hangman, right? Hang yeah. Ma- Hangman right. was that one. Rooster and Goose, I love that. I uh, was is just... it interesting the two Asian characters that were called Harvard and Yale? Uh, not exactly inclusive. Yeah. But, you know? but then they picked their own names. You know, I'm just I saying. Know, I'm just saying. No, they don't. Not in the show, they don't. So that's what they. Well, you know, gave them. It's 
I like Hangman. I like Bob actually. Bob was funny. Yeah, I'll give it that because that was actually funny. Put some nightname Bob. No, but put some actual nightname Bob. Bob. Which is funny because that was great. So, let's go into the real meat. So, what's special about this film, right? Is so Tom Cruise basically said, I'm not going to make Top Gun unless you let me fucking go on a plane. And everyone else has to go on a plane. So they've got Hollywood actors, right? Put them in fucking fighter jets and they're throwing these fuckers about at Mac 3 or 4. They're not going to go high, but Mac 3 or 4. Yeah. So these fuckers, this is like real actors in jet planes, right? So that, for me, that's just like wow in itself. No CGI. The only CGI was the, the F 14s because it's not in commission anymore. So they had to, they had to CGI the F 14s. But other than that, whenever you see. Miles Taylor or, or Tom Cruise in a plane. They're in a fucking plane doing yeah. G's, you know, looking to look and shit like that. Which, That's once big. again, it gets another tick from me. Any film that uses, any film that uses real effects, real effects, it's always a tick, especially in this day and age where it's so easy just to switch on a computer and do CGI. But, um, but it's not because you've seen bad CGI. Yeah, I know, I know. So you, well, to, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's it's an it's an easy cop out for film studios yeah, rather than making yeah. prosthetic. Animals yeah. or whatever, yeah. it's just an easy screen, screen it. Yeah, but like the cinema talks about, so the filmed real, real yeah. flight, real planes, you in the planes, but the filmed it so well that it, it's breathtaking. Mm. It, do you know what I mean? I, I, like, I'm, you know, you, let's see when I finish this movie, right? I'm, I'm quitting the issue. I'm going to become a fucking pilot. I'm going. To, I'm, I'm 50 years old. I'm yeah. not going to take me. You know I mean? But it's like when you watch Rocky, you come in and you're like, I'm going to be a boxer. Yeah. You, do, you go home and do push-ups. Exactly. It's got that vibe. Yeah, you go home, you do push-ups. This was serious. Like honestly, I walked out and down Round Two Street like struck like yeah. I was Tom Cruise. Do you know I mean like proper like? No man, I was like, I'm cool as fuck, you know, I've just seen Tottenham. I'm fucking maverick. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. But that's what a film should do is take you to that place where you can be that character, that person in that universe and it fucking got me. It just got me there. And you seen everything coming, that was the thing. It was, yeah. There was nothing, there was nothing. It was Top Gun. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, like, and you could overlay the original script to Top of the new script and it's like, yeah, it works. Do you know what I mean? What got me was that it actually got a chuckle out me because I was thinking about another film at the time. Was it Hot Shots? No. See when he walks into the bar wearing the white uniform, mm. all I could think about oh, was Aegoplane. I was oh, ready right. to crack out I, the sandwich. I was offered of them as well, actually. The, the, the one criticism I have got, because um, there is negatives yeah. as well, is um, Jennifer Connelly was was devastatingly underused like offensively underused yeah, yeah, yeah. offensively underused for yeah. Gen- she's fucking Jennifer Connelly she can, she can act um, you know the camera holds her the camera just frames that woman's face and she like has got more stunning the older she gets as well which yeah. is even more insane she, she was criminally underused in this film yeah. um, so um, I will I do acknowledge I'm not an idiot yeah. okay. I acknowledge that <laughs> Scientology but, yeah, she's obviously not part of the club yeah but, um, no, dude like I say it's a popcorn movie it, I'm not I'm, I didn't like it for, I'm not going to expect in a fucking pot it's just pure fun pure fun that's not yeah. a Marvel movie Yeah. switch off enjoy the ride and 
you know, like two hours later. And this is what did, so on to the point about the two hours. So the runtime of this is two hours, ten minutes. This felt to me like I was in there for an hour because it just goes. But I don't know if that's just because what the movie is. It's like you can't really have jet planes not doing anything, you know? Yeah. There's yeah. the one scene when they're all parked up and the guy's away to find them, then it cuts to the beach scene, and I'm like, there it is. And how good was that beach scene? Right, let, let's, Richard, give us your. Right, go, right, give, give us your take on it, sir. Okay. Me, me and Barry have got hard ons now, the side of this. Yes, you have, it's very scary. to go to the toilet. <laughs> As you said, it's pure popcorn, it's big yeah. screen event cinema, and in that way, I did love it. Okay, yeah. For that respect, it's something that should only be seen in the cinema. Okay, And I can understand why they didn't wait, why they waited to release this in the cinema rather than put it onto like Paramount yeah. TV, because this is a film that should be seen yeah. in the cinema. Okay? Absolutely. That being said, it leans so fucking heavily on nostalgia, it becomes offensive. Oh, it, it does, like, it does. To the point, I'm pretty sure Joseph well, well, Kaminsky was actually asked right. to change his name to Tony Scott at one point, and he song. said no. Right. The, the opening song. I, has no relevance to the movie. Yeah. No, 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 it's Tom Cruise. So it's it's for Tom Cruise to fly fast. But it's not Tom Cruise in that opening scene. Well, the only scene is they have the, the writing from the start, oh, yeah. and it cuts straight to the Danger Zone song. Oh, yeah, that's on, just the on it's taken oh, off. But that, in, in, the original, in the original, in the original film, that then leads into Tom uh, Cruise and Maverick yeah. in the air, Maverick and Goose in the air, yeah. in the mission, in the, the, the inverted mm. thing against the, the Russians and stuff like that. When this doesn't, it goes from that, and he's only going, oh, what's the story now? Oh no, we're just going to cut to some fucking farm field with Tom Cruise and a big, and a, and a propeller powder jet. Fixing a plane, looking at what's playing, that scene offers nothing, that scene offers nothing, therefore it's a film based purely on nostalgia, and it's sort of like, yeah, that to me became boring very quickly. Yeah, I know, I loved it. That didn't work for me, and I said, I'm not a fan of the original Top Gun, but that's why, okay? The aerial combat stuff is outstanding. Yeah. It's fucking phenomenal. It's yeah. amazing. My filmmaking it's point of view. It's never been done before. No, that is like, amazing. You know, and wow. every second that's on screen is brilliant. And yeah. we, when we were saw it in the cinema, it was sort of like um, big massive sound system. You can actually feel yeah. the seats rumble. And that was amazing about it. Okay? Yeah. Um, the story makes no sense because it's an impossible mission that gets done very easily. In <laughs> yeah. less time than they said it would take to actually do it as yeah. well. You know, um, I could do three minutes. Fucking give me two minutes, 15 seconds. In the seconds. final 40 minutes is essentially a Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. They sort of jammed in the final 40 minutes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, what did you think of... So, so, um, Glenn, I mean, I point saying Glenn Powell next. The last week I said Glenn Powell should be the next Mr. Fantastic. I was wrong. Yeah. He should be the next Human Torch. Uh, yeah, yeah, he would go for that. Um, what did you think of Val Kilmer? I was, I was, I almost put a tear in my eyes. It made me unhappy because you see the picture of Valcom when he's younger. Valcom was a, a devastatingly yeah. handsome man, like offensively handsome. Yeah. And sort of. So for, for just for listeners, um, so Valcom has been battling throat cancer yes. for a long yeah, time. Yeah, we cured that, but the um, his voice box is tracking. Yeah, yeah, so they've so. got him in this film, and it, 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 it speaks a wee bit, and it's just like I don't know. That, 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 I think that may not be his voice. Got my heart, man. I think it is. I know, I've done it recently when he was in a film and they dubbed his voice again with someone yeah. else. Got, got my heart though, Jeremy. I didn't like, mind it, the way how they dealt with that situation, yeah, and yeah. it was also it was nice to see him there, you know. And yeah, I, I didn't mind it. The way they dealt with it is like yeah. just have him typing on a computer and it'll be fine. Um, John Hamm? And John Hamm? Scott, was it Scott Glenn? It wasn't Scott Glenn. Who was it that played John? The first one that said, no, you're not playing anymore. Ed Harris? Ed Harris, yeah. He was good in it as well. I'd like to have him come back at some point, because that arc seemed unfulfilled. Yeah. 
Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise, isn't he? The, 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 I mean, Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise sells films. Do you know what I mean? You go and see a film with Tom Cruise in it because he is Tom probably Cruise the film. last remaining genuine movie star. I think yeah, so. Yeah. Him and Brad Pitt, possibly. Even yeah. Pitt's done sort of. He's he, he dropped. Yeah. He sort of, I would say Brad Pitt's a great. He's a great second actor. Yeah. Um, he just happens to, you know, he start no with the man looks. Yeah, Tom Cruise. He's doing bullet train. Bullet train. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, that's but, a but Tom Cruise is still. He's still legitimately probably the yeah. last remaining. He movie still star. makes money in Hollywood. You know, yes. it's a Cruise movie. You'll go and see it. You may not like it. Do you yeah. mean, but Cruise will bring bring in the tickets. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I know. I, like I said, is that his gimmick now? It's like he's the last remaining like actual proper actor who's doing his own stunts possibly yeah I mean, exactly. he's only a, no I wouldn't say stunting I think he's the last guy who sort of he is like I said not as much a stunt work he's a movie star his films need to be seen mm. as event cinema the stunt mm. stuff is because like even stuff like the Marvel films and the Avengers films and like, the DC films like you touched upon they've been out a lot but they're based they're not really the actor that sells those films it's more the it's the franchise yeah, and the name, the name yeah. that sells them whereas whereas Top Gun, that yes, the name will sell it, but Tom Cruise will still sell a film. You know, yeah. you know that, that's the difference between it. Um, it's like you, you know, you always know what Tom Cruise is doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's in this film as well. He has he genuinely probably acted in this film more than yeah. he has done in the past like sort of twenty years. Yeah. He had a couple of moments of scenes. Um, it did have probably the most cringy of like sex scenes I've seen in a film for a long time. Yeah. To the point where I felt like I don't think Tony. Where, where, where was the saxophone? Yeah. That's what I was yeah. thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I don't think Tom Cruise ever touched a woman before because that just seemed the most awkwardly weird way about it. It was like sad nights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was a nice moment that had like sort of like it was more of a pillow talk scene. So it felt yeah. like you're watching a couple who've had a relationship in the past. Yeah. They're sort of very comfortable each other. There was a niceness to that. But as well. dude, I, I do get every criticism you've yeah, got. Totally. Honestly, I get it. I do, but I, I, I'm happy to let it wash over me and just see it for yeah. the stupid spectacle it is. It's so you know what I mean? I've, I've seen done that as well. And, I, and to the most part, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed a lot of it, but just there was moments of me going like, Jesus. Like, the the, oh no, uh, a lot of me, a lot of me sits there and wonders about how. Bless you. Thank you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of me sits there and wonders like how quickly did they rewrite the script or like what country was was the bad guy that was yeah. a weird thing I thought they didn't mention this yeah. yeah which makes me think it we Russia but we, we oh. now cannot well we don't Russia. know anymore you can't say yeah. Russia you can't say China yeah. you can't say like, you want to try and yeah. sell the film there was the, 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 yeah it's a non-denominational bad guy we've got yeah. now, which it's is a rogue state yeah. have, I believe it's now by James Bond I'll remember that weird one watch with Dave Batista where's um, fucking oh, yeah. Doctor Doom's fucking yeah. country was that's not a real place yeah. and they've put it in there is like Latvia yeah it? Latveria what? Latveria and it's like, yeah. that's not a real place. No, so you were Dr. Latvia Doom's was not a real no, place. No, Latveria's not. Yeah. Um, um, so they, they've done that. Um, so they've they done that with this. Yeah. Um, all I hope is, that, like Barry said, I hope Charlie Sheen's making hot shots to me. Oh, I'd love to see that's what we want. Oh, I think really. Sheen's washed up, though. I, I think I his career's too, God, too yeah. far going to, to make a decent Weed hot shots movie. Made hot shots movie. Favourite hot shots film one or two? Easily one. Easily one. Favourite character? Tug does I like yeah, dead meat Thompson. Dead meat. I, I like I like Tug the bit where he falls down the stairs and he goes, I tripped over the crabs and you're well, like, oh no, well, no, no, if you're looking at like, a continuous character and it is indeed the admiral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've I've was it. You see that? 
eight years down the road, me and Stacey still make that same stupid joke. The crabs attacks me up, man. I used to say it when I first met her, and she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Then I showed her the movie, she just thought it was dumb. But she got the reference, now eight years down the line, we still crack the same shit. She and the fella, but it's such a flowy area. He trips down, she's like, crap, I don't know what crap you're like. They always work in pairs. Where did that even come from? It's just, it seems improvised, but it's just pure like. So oh, no. is um, what I look upon you can hate men what I wouldn't think to be 20 years younger and a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't watch horror shows. Oh we watched Talk about, about a week ago in preparation for what you talk about and I was watching going and, I was and, and even pretty open scene going, I just keep waiting for the top gun, the top yeah. of the shots joke, and yeah. the guy like falling yeah. into the water. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't yeah. there, like, I'm watching the wrong film, I'm watching the chicken and the jets. How fucking good hot shots! Hot shots, but how good the, the source material is to, to no, make the that, source material is so stupid. That's why it makes hot shots so great. But, um, no, top, top Gun, I still, I'm still, I've seen it twice now, but I took the kids to see it. Enjoy it. The youngest one liked the, acu- the, the action scenes, but he said the stuff for the girl was crap, Dad. He's 12, I get well, it. Give, give him a, f- a few years to be I want to show you a girl of a corner that we all have. Oh yeah, he'll be like, all right, Dad, I get you out. Um, and my, my girl didn't enjoy it in the slightest. Fair so, enough. Hit and miss. Um, but 10 yes. out of 10, still 10 out of 10. Yeah, still. Stacey didn't enjoy it. Yep. So what you giving him? 9 out of 10. Right. Get, 7 and a half. There you go. So no, no, bad at all. Enjoyed no, it. Yeah, it, it, it's top. For that, Richard's that, not coming out wanting to fly planes, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> if it's seven out of ten, that's good, you know? When it's that came out, I was... All I'm going to say is this, there's a free update for Flight Simulator. Fuck <laughs> 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 on the Maverick, that's all I'm saying. So, I've not had time yet, but I've got time this weekend, that's all I'm saying on the Maverick. Oh, anyway, Farming Simulator, I might need to take a back um, it's been, this has been amazing. So, 250th episode, um, we're here in person. Yeah, nice. I've got to say, this has been a fucking been solely missing five in recent years. Lorraine as well, Jill, yeah. Brian, Brian's Mr. 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 Guest Brian. Um, it's been amazing yeah. in, in the flesh. Are we finishing up? You're finishing up. So, next week we've got, um, you've seen it already, but Men. Alice oh, Garland's new film. I, I don't want right, so don't spoil it. Wait, I've seen enjoy it. it. It's fucking bonkers. Okay, uh, I've I'm got stuff to it. say about it, but I'll wait till next week and I'll see what I've got to so say. So we discuss it together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. On Netflix, you've got Interceptor, which is basically if Top Gun goes wrong and they all launch the missiles and some person's stuck in the last silo in America and they've got to, say, they've got to stop the missiles from getting launched because it's a so? thing. So it's on Netflix, so eh, who knows? Um, other than that, who knows? Colin, who people find us? Number three, here's the movie, we're on Hotmail Instagram, which I'm not longer on, they've changed Instagram. <laughs> right, so... You're a child. Yeah, right, so You're a child. Don't, don't, don't go into it. I'll edit it out don't. if you want to. Gmail and Facebook. Um, look us up. There's a wee thumb button on there that likes us. Do that, man. Do, 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 fucking talk to us. Talk Gun's great, isn't it? Everyone loves Talk Gun. Tell them about Talk Gun. The only thing that could have made it better is if it was Tom Cruise and Dwayne Johnson riding co pilot. I've been calling. You've been Richard. You've been Barry. You've been. Oh, um, Lorraine.